Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know. We're starting. We're starting. We're starting, Caitlin. Oh, okay. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Girl, it's a Monday. I am. We're spiraling. It's not uh, a Monday. Actually, it is a Monday because it'll be. We're literally Monday. recording on a Monday. We're literally so, recording on a but Monday. But we, we drop our episodes on Mondays. So Sometimes. It Lately, it hasn't been that way. Well, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm Martyr. I'm C. Tepper. And this is. Wake it up. We don't like blasting out our headphones because we do that every time we scream. Yeah. Um it's it's been too bad lately. I mean, our audio has been not the best lately, but that's mostly on me. But whatever. We're here. We're here. It's okay to me. Well, that's good. Um Caitlin, it's a mid-July episode. It is busy. Yeah, true. Um, who are we talking to? So all the way from the DMV. So well, I need to explain what the DMV is to New Yorkers because I feel like most of them don't know. <laughs> I only know because I visit a lot. The Department um, of Motor Vehicles. Like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what the the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, the Department of Motor Vehicles. No, it's DC, Maryland, and Virginia. It's Crystal uh-huh. Edge. Woo! Hello, friends. Hello. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I knew um, Crystal before they did drag. Oh, shit. When I was a little fetus. Yeah. How long have you been doing drag now? Um, in March it was so, so my birthday is also my drag anniversary. Oh wow. Um, so in March it was four years. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Wow. wow, wow, wow. That's so crazy. I know. It I was, feel like, old. It was my 19th birthday. Um oh. I think we met when I was like probably 16. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we always did drag stuff, so it makes sense. <laughs> so the first question I ask everybody, how has your pandemic been? <laughs> so the pandemic was uh, interesting for me. So I was still in college when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So like, I had to finish out my last semester of college virtually. Yep. Um, which at that point, when you're like two months away from graduating, mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yeah. My professors didn't care. Yeah. It was a pretty easy out. Um, graduating was a little sad. So it was oh. like watching me and my boyfriend were in bed at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, no. my, my parents like Venmoed me to buy a bottle of champagne. Um, and I watched my name go up and down the screen like a Star Wars credit. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the first half of the pandemic was just like graduating. And then I had a job lined up pre-COVID mm. and then- oh, no was no longer available because of COVID. And so the rest of my pandemic was just applying to jobs mm. um, and doing virtual virtual gigs, trying to make money on the side. Yeah. It's, so it's pretty much how every Drag Queen's pandemic has been is just virtual gigs and drinking. <laughs> and I heard, I, I saw you post that you were done with Zoom gigs. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I did. I thought like when, when DC opened back up in June, I was like, oh, we're done with the age of virtual gigs. God bless, thank God. Yeah. And then I got subsequently 37 emails about virtual corporate gigs for Pride. Uh, and I'm like, I'm gonna say yes, obviously, because like, yeah, yeah. but it's not over. And so when I finally finished like the last one on June like 27th, I was like, okay, 
I never want to look at Zoom while in drag ever again. I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. Been there, yeah. done that. And yeah, now we're on I, a Zoom call. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, we're asking you to do a Zoom podcast. I'm not in drag. But you're not performing. Yeah. You're just being yourself. What are you talking about? You're fully beat right now, girl. You yeah, look you look amazing. <laughs> that makeup. Love your wig. Yeah, hope you win. Thank you so hope much. You. Brand new human hair unit. Thank you. <laughs> not the units. Not the units, <laughs> baby. So where are you from originally? I'm originally from uh, New Jersey. Ah. A lovely town called Summit, about like 30 minutes outside uh, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cute, cute. What was it like growing up in Jersey? It was fine. I mean, it was like very that like preppy suburban upbringing, mm-hmm. seven years of like YMCA soccer, <laughs> lovely private schools. I mean, it was, it was, it was very that. It was fine. Um, in terms of like coming out and stuff, yeah. I had no issue mostly because I was just that person that was like, you're not going to bully me. Like it was, I never had an issue. So I had, I, it was a, I, I could have done without some of the, you know, Republicans, but <laughs> my upbringing was fine. It was good. Same, same. Growing up in Staten Island, same. <laughs> oh, yeah. You understand. Yeah, totally understand. <laughs> it's the same people over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you get into drag originally? Like, what inspired you to get into drag? So I think, that my, like, most, like, baby gays, I was introduced to drag through Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, what season? It was season six. Yeah, that's the one, baby. That's the best season. That's <laughs> so, the best it season. Airing, it was airing live. So I, I remember yep. I was watching this YouTube. I don't remember who. It was some YouTuber doing like a Q&A on their channel. And someone had asked like, who's your top three this season on Drag Race? And they were like talking about like two people fighting or whatever. And I'm a reality, a reality TV like whore. So it was like, there's a reality show I haven't watched yet. What? Right. So I went and watched it. And I think the first episode I ever watched was when Ben went home. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I went back and watched like the rest, like the whole season and watched the earlier seasons. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute, I'm 30 minutes away from New York. Half these queens are claiming to be from New York. I can go look, see this live. Um, yep. And my parents, God bless them, had gotten me, uh, got me a fake ID for my like 15th birthday. Because ah! um, I was, the, like I said, I was in like suburban New Jersey. I was like, I don't want, I was already out. I was like, I don't want to party with these people. I'm not going to football parties. I'm either gonna be in the house miserable or like, and like, I'm not that person. They, they knew I'd be responsible about it. So they got me a fake. And so I started going out and like, see, trying to ask around like, which bars would like let me in? Like, which ones wouldn't take my fake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I went, I think, I think the first show I saw, if I'm not mistaken, it was Dusty Ray Bottoms and Alexis Michelle at Pieces. I think that was like the first live show I ever saw on like a Friday night. Pieces uh, is a good one to eat with the fakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got um, my sister in before, back before she was 21. She was yeah, like, yeah, Pieces never, they yeah. were always my girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think that's how I got into drag. And then I just started, like, I got Julie into it, Julie, who, who you know. Yeah. Um, and then we just started going out, like, every weekend I was out in New York. Yep. Trying to, because I enjoyed being at gay bars more than I enjoyed being at high school parties. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I just became that gay that was like following the queens around wherever they were. Yeah. And then I moved down to DC for college mm-hmm. in August of 2016. And I just did the same thing. Um, I was going to the shows, following the queens around. I was making friends with the queens. 
And because I was like no longer living at home, I was able to do it not just on like Fridays and Saturday nights. And then March came around, March of my freshman year, uh, the queen who hosted the show that I went to every Monday night, who is now my drag grandmother, she was like, oh, it's your birthday next week, right? And I was like, yeah, it's my birthday. She was great. Well, you're in the show. Figure it out. Like, I had never even expressed verbally wanting to drag. Oh. You're in the show. Figure it out. It's your birthday. Um, and so <laughs> I made my friend, who is now my drag mother, mm-hmm. uh, she was like, I, you, need, you need to paint me. I'm borrowing one of your wigs. Make me pads. Help me. And so we got it together in, like, in the week. And um, it's now been four years. Yeah, that's so crazy. I didn't know that's how you got your start. (laughs) I mean, I knew it was down there, but I didn't know what happened. (laughs) Yeah, it was against my will. (laughs) Even though I, like, I wanted to do it, but I had never verbally out loud said it. And I did it once and I was like, okay, now it's happening. That's how this always (laughs) happens. You got shoved into it. I feel like you went to enough drug shows that it was eventually just gonna seep its way in. It was (laughs) gonna happen one way or another. Yeah. (laughs) How did you decide on your name? Um, how did that so Crystal came from Crystal Harris, who was Playboy Playmate of the Year, the year I was born. Which I need is to so, look this up. It may not even be factually correct. I think I was like really high and just like <laughs> Playboy Playmate, Playboy Playmate names. Um, but yeah, Crystal Harris, who I know was a Playboy Playmate of the Year, maybe yeah. not the year I was born, but that and then edge came from a mix of so at the time I was dating this very older man and that was like a nickname he had for me because I'm an asshole and also I knew <laughs> I wanted my aesthetic to be kind of like fetishy and a little bit like leather or whatever and we just mm-hmm. thought it fit um so crystal edge happened and at first I was like that's a good temporary name we'll go with it for now mm-hmm. we'll change it later mm-hmm. and then a few months later I was like no I kind of like it and it just <laughs> I like it. I think it's like it's different, but it's something people can understand very easily. <laughs> Although everyone, the amount of people that think it's some sort of pun on crystal meth, and it's uh, it never has been in no way is correlated. But is that a meth pun? It's never been a meth pun. But I mean, I I kind of like it because it's not a meth pun. Like I didn't think immediately that it was a meth pun. So because <laughs> yeah. you know you hear the you hear the crystal method and the right. just the crystal crystal mesh rip in peace um, even crystal yeah. bath who was on drag race she had to change her name yeah yeah, yeah. and oh, there's yeah. another crystal bath in oklahoma oh wow there's a lot of crystal meth pun drag yeah race. too many too many this <laughs> is a this is a psa to all our listeners stay away from the tina girls <laughs> what did tina burner do to you um, <laughs> lie about not being a meth pun that's why <laughs> oh that's true too there you go <laughs> So how would you de- describe your drag style to someone who's never seen you before? Um, I would describe my drag style as, so my main influences are like 80s, neon, and fetish. So like, I, um, it's always something neon, something tacky. I love tacky, animal print, denim, leather. I'm from Jersey. It's kind of, it's just, it's tacky. Um, yep. I'll always have some sort of harness, choker, wrist cuff situation on um yeah I love I'm really recently been into like a very disco moment I love a disco moment but yeah my main influences have always been 80s neon fetish I love that love 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 (laughs) yeah you're like a little Barbie doll (laughs) (laughs) um so you are called DC's resting bitch face how did that happen (laughs) so 
I mean, I have a resting bitch face and people, mm-hmm. the amount of times I hear at the bar, like, oh my God, you're so much nicer than I thought you were. <laughs> and they just see me across the bar and they assume that I'm an asshole. Uh... And like, I, I hear that so often. And then one time a good friend of mine who hosts a bunch of shows that I do in Baltimore, one day he just introduced me as like Miss Resting Bitch Face 2020. Um, <laughs> and then she started introducing me that at like every show we did. And then it got to a point where I started introducing myself that way in my shows. Mm. Um, and then it just stuck. That's like, I mean, no one else can take that title from you. A lot of queens can, but it's no, not, they, it's they not, could it's try. not a specific title, but. <laughs> we love a like, branding moment though. I like that it's DC's resting bitch face instead of just like anyone's resting bitch face the world's miss resting bitch face yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. exactly so let's talk about your mom anastasia dior i've actually interviewed her before she's very sweet <laughs> oh you have yeah i did for my book <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah she's uh she's my drag mother i met her when i first moved to dc um we were friends immediately we have very similar interests. We're very similar, like, people. We balance each other out very well. And, um, yeah, we just, we're very good friends. And then when, like I said, when Christina Kelly was like, you're on the show next week, figure it out. I called her the next day. I was like, I'm coming over to your apartment. I need pads. I'm borrowing a dress. I need a wig. You're doing my makeup, blah, 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 blah. And so she put me in drag for that first show. And then after that, I think she painted me three or four more times. Um, and then I just, she taught me how to paint. She taught me how to make pads. She taught me how to like ba- like the basics of like wig styling, and she just like became my mother. We yeah. already were friends like before I started doing drag. Mm-hmm. And she's like from Australia, right? She moved back. No, she's not from Australia. She's from oh. Virginia. Oh, she okay. Moved, uh, right before COVID, like the Christmas before COVID, she moved uh, to Australia because her parents were moving to Australia. And she, oh. It was a whole family thing. And then a few months ago, she moved back, and now oh. she's in upstate New York, living in the mountains. <laughs> very pandemic chic if you've seen what Pearl's up to living in the woods yeah it's yeah yeah very, it's very that she's a <laughs> lesbian aunt in upstate New York she has like a <laughs> 70s center part like she's a zodiac killer she's always wearing like high-waisted jeans she's going through something and I live for it I think it's so cool yes that's like the thing come yeah. on Pearl <laughs> yeah, so you're part of the Kelly family who is the Kelly family for us non-knowing New Yorkers, even though I know who they are. <laughs> is founded by the legendary Christina Kelly, who is a legendary uh, pageant queen mm-hmm. from DC, who is, I mean, DC has been her city for uh, 20 years. She's just a, a legendary pageant queen. If you ask any pageant queen, they'll know who Christina Kelly is. She has, I think like 30 something titles. Um, yeah, she's legendary. So she, the House of Kelly, or the uh, Kelly family is her family. Mm-hmm. And she is my grandmother because she's Anastasia's mother. And how, is there any other Kellys? Oh, there's relatives? a million Kellys. It's yeah. very, it's, it's the East Coast Davenport. Yeah, there's I was going to say. A million Kellys. Um, I guess notably, the only like notable Kelly yeah. is um, India Farah. India Farah is also Christina's daughter. I did not know that. Oh, wow. Like, Okay. Indy got her drag start in Norfolk, Virginia, which is a few hours oh. south of DC. And Christina was doing shows there at the time when India was like 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, India is a Kelly. That's kind of the only like notable Kelly, but there's yeah. there's a million of them. 
That's a yeah. good family to be part of. That's a huge family. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a good network. I've had moments where I've been like stuck at the airport in Chicago and I've called Christina and been like, do you, do you know anyone? And she's like, oh yeah, my drag son lives in Chicago. And I like stayed at his house overnight. Wow, <laughs> that is wow. so convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not mad at having a big network. Yeah, Kelly's all over the country. Yeah. I love her sisterhood. It's like the great. La Beijas, they're all over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, everywhere. Everywhere. All the houses, baby. All the houses. <laughs> So before, if I ever have to go to summer camp and need 30 things made, there's a whole network of people who can do it for me. God bless. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you ever have to disappear for a couple months, mm-hmm. you know who to call. <laughs> for what? What are we disappearing for? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so before we go to break, since you talked about loving reality shows, what's your current favorites or favorites of the past? <laughs> oh, I mean... I'm a Real Housewives gay. Okay, which season? I, I, like, which which area? Uh, well, East Coast, because we're I'm an East Coast person. I yeah. love New York, New Jersey, Potomac. Potomac right now is <laughs> the girl, and she had uh, the new season premiered last night, and I was very excited. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. There's so many queens. I feel like all the queens should just start a Housewives like podcast or something. Like, oh my god, people are so into it. I, I still had- haven't seen a single episode, so. I've been forced against my will to watch a couple, but I didn't really know what was going on, so. <laughs> I've had, like, vivid dreams that there's been, like, a real drag queens of DC, and, like, I I almost was at, I almost had an event with Andy Cohen a few weeks ago, and I was like, I see him. Yeah. I bring it up to him. I'm like, this needs to happen. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it, it would be great. You should just start a drag show with that. Maybe. <laughs> like, I, I would do a night for that. <laughs> all Housewives theme numbers. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, I'm down to it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mart- yeah. Mart- family is actually in DC. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, um, I think it's time for a break. Yeah. Mama needs some water. Um, okay. It's a hot fucking summer day. Um, we'll be right back, kids, and we're going to talk more about DC area and all yeah, the shenanigans. The DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> um, and we'll be right back, kids. Bye. Bye. Wig, okay. I know. Wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. <laughs> I am ready for my wig. And we're back. Mm, talking about dc which brings us to our next segment where we are going to talk about dc or the dmv as caitlin keeps calling it um it's just easier because you work everywhere i do you don't just work in dc so it's just easier called dmv so i'm actually going to ask what i asked you during the break so tell us about like all the shows you do all over the dmv so yeah i get i work I, anywhere that will have me, I work. So I do a lot of my shows that I host personally, I try and keep in DC um, just because it's easier for me, especially if I have to go and have like a meeting with the owner. I don't want to drive an hour. Um, so all my, sh- all my shows are in DC, um, but I work DC, Baltimore. We have stuff in Chantilly, Virginia, Frederick, Maryland, Savannah Park, Maryland, Annapolis. I do stuff in Richmond. I do stuff all over. Yeah, as I was saying, when I look at your Instagram stories, like when you post your flyers and stuff, it's like 
20 flyers a day and it's like all different parts of like the dmv area and, and apparently you don't have a car my <laughs> <laughs> friend has a car and occasionally he will let me borrow it but he doesn't trust my driving skills so that's like uh, a desperate occasion yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's mostly ubers or fetching a ride with a queen who does have a car do you find audiences to be different in different areas oh yeah oh i mean even within dc like if I'm doing a show in Noma, it's going to be one thing. If I'm doing a show on U Street, it's going to be another thing. Yeah, yeah. Even in D.C., it's very that. Um, but absolutely, Baltimore is a very specific kind of crowd. Richmond's a very specific kind of crowd. Yeah. And everything in between. When I've done, like, D.C. brunches, because that's my big thing when I go to D.C., mm -hmm. it's usually just all white women. Mm. I see everywhere. <laughs> Again, it depends on the locale like the, mm. the nelly's drag brunch rip um oh is it not going on anymore are you not in tune with nelly's no that is an off conversation okay um, we'll talk about oh. that later oh, i don't yeah. i have we, no we, idea what happened we do not support we do not go. oh i didn't know that i hope they never open again oh um, shit go but yeah the nelly's drag brunch was famously like all black women and then you go like two blocks over to the mm. Perry's Drag Brunch, all white women. Oh, like, Perry's. Perry's the one I went to. Perry's is fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, DC, even within DC, audiences are very specific and very- Yeah. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. I'm, That's DC demographics in general. Oh, yeah. I'm so impressed that you travel so much because, like, Queens here that, like, no one's gonna go from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Literally, like they a, can't. Yeah, they can't it's handle like a 20 that. Minute, it's like a 20-minute <laughs> subway ride, and they're, like, too far. They uh, cannot <laughs> handle it. <laughs> so kudos to you that uber bill i do not envy because that sounds expensive uh, as fuck <laughs> like, like i was saying during the break like what's great is that some venues some mm. understand that we're traveling so much and some of them will reimburse us for our ubers which is love. very nice That's yeah i love that so love unheard that. of it i do here. yeah <laughs> bars are like we can get like 20 other queens you're not gonna get paid for nothing so yeah uh that that's hustle local, po is that's local politics mm -hmm. though but like yeah kudos for your hustle but um, even within the dmv we're so i mostly through like the pantry world but like which yeah. i'm not a part of by the yeah. way but through that world where i'm very connected with queens all up and down the east coast like there are girls in charlotte north carolina and south carolina that will like switch places and like i know three of them just came up for a week and did a bunch of dmv shows and they're gonna book all the girls that booked them in North Carolina in like a month, and we'll all go down there and like we'll road trip. And so like even past the DMV area, we go where the money is. And if someone wants yeah. to book out of town, we'll find one queen that has a car, road trip it down, and we'll figure it out. Like this sounds like very too long food to me. It's very oh yeah, very. I remember um, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day is the one in August, right, or early September. Yeah, yeah. Labor Day weekend last year, I was booked in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Oh, that's beautiful over there. Mm -hmm. Oh, love Rehoboth. Um, yeah. Love there all the time for work as well. But we had no, because it was Labor Day, all the hotels were booked. Like, everything was slam-packed. We drove up at, like, midnight. Me and three other queens, two of us were working. We couldn't find a hotel. We were there for four days. And so the first two days, we literally slept on the beach and I painted for brunch in the car, in the window reflection of the car and went to brunch. And then, the <laughs> and then the final two days, we just met a gay couple at one of the bars and they were like, oh, we got like three guest bedrooms, come stay. And so we just stayed in this in, the, in these people's houses for the next two days. And now every time I go to Rehoboth to work, I stay with that couple. 
Uh, that's oh, cute. Carrie to Wong Fu. I love it though. I think it's so fun. That sounds amazing. This sounds like the dream. <laughs> if I, I did drag, this is what I would want to do. I love yeah. you. Like, I slept on the beach and then woke up and painted in the car uh, in the car window reflection. Like I think that's fun. It's fabulous. <laughs> sounds like a fantasy. I love. Love. love, love. <laughs> So you are one of the OG divas of Sad Brunch, and you just became one of the beer babes. What is all that? <laughs> so one of my best friends in the entire world, Yvonne Michelle, she is a queen based in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. She started a company called Sad Brunch with her friend Marcus, which is now the largest Black-owned drag event company on the East Coast. Wow. Oh, yeah. Snaps to that. And um, they have events everywhere they just they're doing right now a summer of drag thing in baltimore where they did i think it's 36 events in baltimore from like june to the end of august um and they're flying girls in from miami from chicago from philly from wherever i think they they had an application process in like april i think 257 queens applied and there were 47 spots um, and the girls from out of town are staying with Yvonne, like in her house. Wow. Um, and it's very like just a, like a networking situation. Um, but yeah, I'm one of the OG Sad Brunch girls. So like there was a group of five of us who like are all good, good friends. Yvonne, Michelle, myself, Katrina Colby, Drew Sidora, and Prius and Claire. And the five of us were the five that kind of like started Sad Brunch and we're all at all the Sad Brunch events. And so anytime like we call ourselves the Sad Brunch OGs, mm-hmm. um, and so every time she has a, a major Sad Brunch event, we're always there. We always, if there's a new location, we're the, we're the ones that start it. We're, like, we're the starting cast just to see how it goes. Um, we're always like the headline. They do a monthly event called Prideness, which is at an event called Sandlot. It's a really cool, it's on the Baltimore Harbor. It's like an artificial beach, all sand. It's like a giant artificial beach on the Baltimore Harbor. It's really cool. And we do a monthly event called Prideness, which is like this big, big, almost like drag music festival. There's like tiers, there's different stages, different shows, different times, headliners. There's like food trucks and vendors and all like black owned queer businesses. It's really amazing. Um, and the kind of the Sad Brunch OG girls help Yvonne put that together. Um, so I feel really blessed to be part of Sad Brunch because they're doing really amazing things. And then Beer Babes is kind of the same situation, um, but in Virginia. So it's mm. started by a queen named Bellamy D. Star. And she's kind of doing the same thing, but in North Virginia at different, so she has this network of beer, not beer, not beer guards, distilleries, that's the word. Um, And she has just this network of shows all over North Virginia at different distilleries. And I just became one of their like go-to cast members. So we're called the Beer Babes. Um, And so I'm very lucky to be part of that as well. This sounds so fun. I want to go to all this. I got to like Booked write this blessed. out. Yeah. I want to like visit. <laughs> it's Primeness. It's uh, um, August 29th. Oh. Okay. Cute. I'm sure cute. it's going to be very, very hot out. <laughs> yes, it will. Down in the swamp of Virginia. Sounds like it. <laughs> That'll be Baltimore. Baltimore. But, and, Close and enough. It'll be on the harbor. It'll be some wind. It'll be bearable. No, I'm going. <laughs> I don't know going. how. I don't going. know how, but I'm gonna figure. <laughs> She's gonna figure it out, girlies. And that's um, of, like the gigs that I have in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, speaking of the area, um, what are some of your favorite parts of working in the DMV? My favorite parts of working in the DMV, like I said before, it's so 
interconnected. Like there are queens that only work in Baltimore or only work in DC or only work in Richmond. And then there are so many that are going back and forth everywhere, tra- like working everywhere. And there's such a vast network because of all that traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to, again, meet queens from North Carolina, South Carolina, Richmond, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, uh, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, Philly, West Virginia, Morgantown. Um, being that it's such an interconnected kind of, not one city, you get to meet and network with so many different performers. I really enjoy that. Also in DC specifically, it's very, very mixed. Like there's a huge, obviously, pageant scene. Yes. There's also mm-hmm. an enormous alternative scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and having kind of access to that, I love. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's grown so much because when I interviewed Queens a couple of years ago, it was there wasn't that much going on. It was just um, what was that big bar that closed? Town. Town. I feel like it was just like town, and that was kind of it. <laughs> But now it's, I feel like it kind of exploded. Or it was town or everyone just did pageants. Yes. And, and I feel like it's more diversified now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like town wasn't the only drag show going on at the time, but it was like the famous one. Yeah. And it had like the the, the all-star cast of legendary DC Queens, including yep. Tatiana, yep. who had been on cast there for like a decade. Yep. Um, and so they kind of, they weren't the only one, but they had like the monopoly on it. If yeah. there was a bachelor party at one of the drag show, they'd go to town. Like they wouldn't even consider any other show. No, no. Um, yeah. So there definitely were shows happening. Just town was like, I know. Um, but yeah, they closed. Yep. R.I.P. Apparently, they're reopening. Uh, uh, the owner of town bought a church about like two blocks from here, and they're turning it into the new town. There's no name yet, but I am so excited for that. <laughs> I love town. Town is how I saw all the drag race girls. Like they would have come to New York. They would all go to DC. I know they all they they would book every single like that season girl. Yep. Like the second they got eliminated, they would be at town <laughs> every time. Oh yeah. Ed, Ed barely knew what was happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, before it was very town, and then there was Cobalt, and then there were a few other yeah. other shows. But as town closed and then Cobalt closed the emergence of the alternative shows kind of came up like trade um which is another bar in dc has it's all like and they're they call them a queer bar not a gay bar and it's all yeah. queer performers and alternative performers and there are no rules and like the shows at trade have really blown up like mm. before covid but like after like uh, clubs like town and cobalt were closing and I, if you would ask me like what the dc scene was like right before covid I would have said toxic because mm. it was kind of a clash between the two. It was like the pageant mainstream queens yeah. and then the alternative queens. Yeah. And no one interacted with each other and it was just competition and toxicity and fighting, mm-hmm. which was horrible. Yeah. Um, and then throughout COVID, kind of a lot of the old guard, legendary DC queens kind of either moved or retired or whatever. And a lot of the newer queens, myself included, kind of rose up and took over clubs that they were no longer working at or started our own stuff. And coming out of COVID, there's a lot more meshing. Like I'm working with queens and performers I never spoke to pre-COVID. Um, and I think it's so amazing that all these kind of newer, younger entertainers are creating this this brand new, very inclusive, very yeah. community-based scene. And I think it's incredible. And I feel like you guys, because you're coming up, like you, 
you're like more in tune with like social media. There's a lot more outreach. Like I'm aware of what's actually happening in DC. When I used to visit, I would have no idea what the hell's going on and I'd want to see stuff, but like there was just like no way to really know outside of just showing up. So a queen uh, in DC named Vagenesis, fabulous bearded queen, actually mm. just started, it's going around today. Like I saw it like an hour before we got on here. Yeah. Started a DMV drag database mm. where you could put in all your information. Like what are your pronouns in drag? What are your pronouns out of drag? How do you want to be addressed when you're when uh, someone's about to announce you? What is your, like describe your drag? What, like, it was this whole questionnaire and they're going to put it into like, a giant database that anyone can access. So that like if you're putting together a cast, you can go and be like, oh, I'm booking this person. What are their pronouns in drag? How do they, how do they want to be introduced? And I think that's really, I think it's really cool. That's so good. We need that in New York. Yeah. I need that. I need that for every guest on our show. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a little more difficult for New York though, because New York is very like- There's a the million girl queens. Doing, the girl's doing a show by herself for two hours. DC that's true. So like at any time we're doing yeah. a show with like seven or eight queens or perform. Uh, um, how, how does that work? Do you guys just like keep your own tips? Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Well, so, yeah, some do pooling, but pooling is not a thing in DC. Oh, wow. You know, when I walk into a show, and like, all right, pooling tips, I'm like, no, we're not. Oh. No, no, we're absolutely not. And so I take, I keep all my own. Mm. If, I fa- if I'm failing and they don't like me, that'll yeah. be on me. If I do great, it's on me. <laughs> we're not, I- we're not pooling. That's so interesting. Wow. <laughs> but I feel like it makes sense since there's that many girls for all the shows. It, make, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Otherwise, you're making yeah. like $5. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what ends up happening. Um, so what are some DM? What are some DMV queens that you think more people should know about? There are so many. That's piggybacking on what I was talking about before. Yeah. A lot of the newer queens that host shows now, we're talking about this recently where we were like, everyone knows like Chicago is a drag powerhouse and like yeah. New York is a drag powerhouse and Texas, Orlando. And it's because they have such a tight knit community. And we were like, if everyone just put their egos aside, DC could be just as like revered. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many incredible DC performers. Okay, let me be quick. Jerusadora, one of the best dancers I have ever seen in my entire life. Please follow Drew Sidora. She's absolutely incredible. She's a Baltimore-based drag queen. How do you um, wait, how do you say her name? Drew Sidora. Oh, oh. D-R-U-E-X Sidora. Okay. Um, who, oh my God, there's so many good ones. Um, <laughs> Sasha Adam Sanchez. She was one of the members at um, Town and now she works everywhere. I Legend, I look up to her. Yvonne Michelle, again, the founder of Sad Brunch. Absolutely incredible. Katrina Colby is a good friend of mine. Uh, we do a lot of shows together and she's well-known all up and down the East Coast. Fabulous. Oh my God, there are so many. <laughs> um, Indiana Bones, great. She, uh, she's a newer queen. She's an Ariana Grande impersonator. She's absolutely amazing. Um, Siren Kelly is a Britney Spears impersonator. Free Britney, she's amazing. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many good DMV uh, performers. Please look up all of them if you can. I want to, because I haven't heard of most of them. That's exciting. I can I can send a whole list of Instagrams if I need yes, to. Yes, yes. I will I'm here for it. <laughs> Honestly, please do. I'll put it I'll include it in our yeah. little description. So okay, I, I definitely will. Um Beautiful. so our last question before we wrap this one up is Tatiana. <laughs> you are friends with her. I am. How, how did I feel like Tatiana is kind of everywhere, do you see? How how did your friendship start, bloom, blossom, all of it? <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, Tatiana's a local girl. Like, she's, yeah. like, she's a DC, like, she's born and raised DC. Like, she's a DC girl. So, like, everyone yeah. thinks of her as a DC girl rather than the drag race girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I met her just going out to drag shows and seeing her in the audience and kikiing and talking. Um, and then eventually we just, like, got to know each other more and more and more. She actually is part of the reason that I'm with my boyfriend today. Oh! Like, we met at town. I was in full drag at town. It was my uh, first time performing at town. And I was in full drag and the two of us were on the smoke patio having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I came in like to go and I saw who's not my boyfriend on the stairs. And I was like, wasted. I was like, you, take off your shirt. And he did. It was lovely. <laughs> um, and then he was like, let me buy you a drink. So we went upstairs and we like, spent the whole night. T- well, obviously Tatiana saw that. Um, we spent the whole night together, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, yeah, let me get your number. Let's go on a date soon. Um, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Going to the dressing room, Tatiana was like, so who was that? What's happening? Like, tell me. And I was like, yeah, we're going to, we're, I'm going to text him tomorrow. We'll organize a first date or whatever. And um, I went into the bathroom to get out of drag. She stole my phone, called him, and was like, pretended to be me. And she was like, hi, this is, uh, it's Matt. Um, what, it's, like, it's Saturday night. She's like, let's do Monday. What, sushi, Mexican, what do we do? Like, organized a whole first date. <laughs> Things up. I love this. And I was gonna, I was gonna text him immediately. Be like, oh, that was not me. Like, I'm down to do Monday, but like, yeah. that was not me. And then he texted me immediately, being like, "I loved how direct you were." <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, that was me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Saturday night. We went on the first date uh, Monday. I did tell him on the first date that that was not me on the phone. Um, <laughs> and it's been three and a half years since oh Tatiana, in part, helped me be in my relationship. Oh my God, Tatiana, bringing families together. <laughs> I know. Every anniversary, she doesn't let us forget it. Oh, um, that's a- Aww, that's really cute. I but love yeah, that. So we just knew each other kind of peripherally through like the DC scene mm-hmm. for years. And then we actually didn't really get close until COVID. Oh. Um, we were like, because te- we were like all binging Housewives and like watching TV and like texting about it because she's also a huge Housewives fan. Um, and then I would like hop on her Instagram live and we would like talk shit about Housewives and then we, would, we were FaceTiming a lot more. Um, so we knew each other for years, but like we didn't really get close until like when we were stuck inside during COVID. Yeah, I wonder how she dealt with that because she's a party girl. <laughs> she is a party girl. <laughs> I am no party. I love going out, but yes. uh, yeah, she was just inside doing 30,000 cameos a day. She was I fun. remember, All, always on the live, always on the live. Always. <laughs> yeah. Um, love to hear all about Tatiana. I have a funny Tatiana story, but I will share it during the break. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a lot of Tatiana stories too. Oh, that um, are not meant for the show. <laughs> yeah, endless. I'll, I'll leave you with this. I have seen her hurl her pumps at like people in alleyways. Icon. <laughs> As I, they we deserve. Stand. The stand. Her, I, there are some that she's been like, if you ever share publicly, we're done. Like I, the, the yeah. list of stories I have about her. Yeah. But I, and on that note i think we should take a little break um and maybe uh spill some on our own little dirty little secrets about tatiana we have a lot of tatiana stories (laughs) um we'll be right back kids with our usual ending segment
flying. Uh, and we're back, kids. We're back. Um, Tatiana's never going to hear any of our shit talking. Nope. <laughs> we didn't really shit talk. It, but, was, uh, it was some interesting stories, and none of them were surprising. um well speaking of viewing parties and um drag race alum i think caitlin likes to ask this question but um i'll ask it this time you can totally ask um do you have any plans of um going away for summer camp for a little bit now we're in your future i don't know okay um i applied for 14 Okay. The most half-assed tape you have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was COVID. I like. I had no motivation to get in drag in my house and do it. Yeah. Um, so I put a tape together. They wanted three snatch games. I gave them one. They wanted a RuPaul number. Didn't do it. Like it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I put a tape together, but like, it was not the girl. Um. But like, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's such a gamble. It's such a the money commitment and the time commitment yeah. and like for some queens it goes like even think about like this last season 13 for like the top four and like Denali like it's been incredible for them yeah and then there's some others like uh, uh an Elliot who like was it worth the time and money commitment yeah. I don't think he I don't think she thinks it was probably um, not and so like I'm so I'm and like all the videos coming out about the drag race contract and like the all-star six girls being like, I have these things to release, but I can't do it until my contract's up in a year. Like I, yeah. I, I really am so undecided. I'm like, is it worth it? Like I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably will audition, but. I, I think you would get cast though. They would like that you're from Jersey. Michelle would like that. No, I, the producers in general, because yeah. being from Staten Island, like they, they only cast Staten Islanders on all reality shows because they bring the drama. And the crazy. So that's the thing mm-hmm. though, is, is the only DC girl that's ever been on Drag yep. Race. Mm-hmm. And there's a rumor, there's a rumor in DC that RuPaul doesn't like DC because she once worked at town. Um, when marriage equality was passed, she was booked at town. And apparently, according to the rumor, some DC girl insulted her and now she hates DC. <laughs> um, like that's like the rumor but yeah no one from dc gets on and we don't know why but like yeah i it's true it's true it's right after um she watched a man drown in the hudson so yeah oh my god <laughs> not this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean i'll audition but i'm 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 very indeci- just undecided about whether or not it's something i actually want to pursue i feel like a lot of times it's just like the timing yeah it has to just align and just yeah. be like, the right that- timing I knew it wasn't going to happen because my 14 tape was so bad. But, like, if they had called me in the middle of a pandemic and been, like, you're on, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Like, I really, like, my mental state in the middle of COVID, I was so, like, just unmotivated. I was yeah. like, I did, no, call me for 15. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think you, I think if you wanted to, I think you could get on. That's just me. I'm not a casting producer. I don't know anything. But Casting producers, it's not. Yeah, hopefully they're listening. <laughs> they're listening, um. Pay us, thanks. <laughs> True, we, we we definitely could have helped them cast a lot of queens. Oh yeah, already. oh yeah, for sure. So tell us about all the gigs. Where can people find you? All of it. Pl- plug, plug, plug. Oh my God, where are all the gigs? So um, I have drag brunch at the Manor in Baltimore every Sunday. I have drag bingo at Hook Hall in Petworth, DC, on the first and third Wednesday of the month. I have 
um, Gay Happy Hour at Wonder Garden in DC every single Sunday, hosted by myself and Katrina Colby from four to seven. We get fucked up, we play bingo, we do Drunk Twister, we do Drunk Tooth or Dare. I mean, it's a disaster, but it's so much fun. I have uh, my All-Star Six viewing party every Thursday at Upwar, hosted by me and Tatiana. Um, what else? Oh my God. I have a monthly Pride in the Sky rooftop party at Hotel Xena. The next one is July 28th with my uh, with Akira Shell Davenport. Um, oh my God. I'm again part of Sad Brunch. So look up sadbrunch.com. They have a million events. I'm at some of them. Um, <laughs> same thing with Beer Babes. Look up them. I'm also at some of those events. Um, oh my God, what else? Too many, too many things. That's all I can think of for now, but more things. I don't uh, think we've asked you this, but are you, you're a full-time queen, correct? I am a full-time queen right now, yeah. Look at you, good good on you, baby. I would say for people to know, just follow Crystal's Instagram because that's how I find out where you're doing things. And I'm always like, I wish I could go. <laughs> I know, I, I tell everyone that's like, where, where can we find you? Just follow me on Instagram. Look, look at the stories. Community. Look at the highlights. I save, I post all my flyers. I save them in the highlights. They're there. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they're there. Do you have any like projects you're working on outside of the gigs? Um, no, not right now. I did a lot of projects during COVID because I wanted to keep myself like doing See? stuff. So I did like three virtual one woman shows um, that I was really proud of. And then I did another virtual, uh, a weekly virtual show with like different different performers from all over the country. Um, but coming out of that, I'm like, I just want to focus on now that, while we're in the, the era of everyone wants to go out and like yeah. go to things, I want to focus on my in-person stuff. Um, and then maybe if that slows down, I'll do some other projects. But right now I'm just focusing on the gigs. There's so many. I don't think you have time for anything else. Yeah, you sound booked and blessed, baby. Yeah. I, so good thankfully, on you. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, we love to see it. We love to see if Queen thrive, especially after COVID. So. Uh huh. So, what's the best advice you've been given about drag? Enjoy it. There's nothing. One. There's nothing worse than a miserable drag queen. Mm -hmm. Um. No, like, I mean, seriously, if you're, I if, agree. You're not, if, you're, if you're not enjoying it, if you're not getting something out of it, it's not worth the time, the money, the stress on your body. Like it's, it's just not worth it if you're not enjoying it. So if you're not enjoying it, stop doing it. Also learn your words. <laughs> that could go to a lot of Queens. Yes, it could. But, um, that's my number one rule. If you're on that damn stage, you better know your fucking words. <laughs> I don't, I, I do not, I truly do not care how many times you can do a split, but if you don't know your words, get off the stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree 100% 100% she gets it she gets it girls um Caitlin is it it's in my turn Caitlin yeah my one question except you did ask other questions but go ahead I'm warming up to girls you know I'm trying to be more friendly and ask questions and not just sit <laughs> well now we're, now that we're doing zoom calls you don't have to edit the episode as we're recording <laughs> which is mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. that's a huge plus <laughs> i know um okay miss crystal yes can you tell us a tantalizing story of your time in nightlife or in drag something you witnessed something you've heard of just something that sticks to your mind when someone's like what's a crazy story what's some shit you've seen Please i'm tell ready us. i'm ready because something happened to me literally saturday night <gasps> love 
Yes. So I was doing this girl. We this girl came to a brunch we did months ago, probably around May. And the next day, she DM'd me on Instagram and was like, "Come to my birthday party. I want four queens to perform my birthday party at my house. Easy." So Saturday was was that party. It was just this. It was this woman's 40th birthday party at her home in Falls Church, Virginia. Very suburban. It was in a cul-de-sac. Like it was suburban. People. It was using a party in her house. Around they were around the pool in the backyard. We were surprised. So we were there for like an hour in the basement, just waiting. I mean, drinking. I was. Yeah. I was Love. in a great state when I went out to do my number. Um, but I was so I was the host. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So I went out first, and so I walked out of this back this patio door to go to the backyard where we're all performing. And this woman, 40-year-old birthday woman, had girls in like silver metallic bikinis walking around with like silver platters of cigars, joints, and bumps of coke. Ooh. And I, wa- I was like, are we in Vegas in like 79? <laughs> What's happening? Like, what is happening here? I was like, legit, like it was just, it looked like Vegas in like the 70s. Like there was just girls in bikinis walking around with just joints and like bumps of coke and people were just grabbing off and like and like stopping her and like doing doing a line like while she was just standing there like it was wild i really i truly like never i mean working at nightlife we've seen people like do drugs and yeah, yeah i have never seen like bottle service girls but like with just bumps of coke or like platters of joints and then as we were we like did the show whatever they wanted us to stay in party we stayed and hung out for probably like an hour and then as we were leaving the birthday girl was like take whatever off the platters you want <laughs> and so like i'm not a smoker the other three queens are big pop because uh, weed is legal in dc so they're all yeah. big smokers they all took like seven joints each i didn't care um i stole a bottle of liquor from the bar i don't think that was part of the deal but i took it <laughs> But it was just, I, I, no one had warned me. So when I turned the corner to do my number and just saw girls in the t- thinnest bikinis ever with ladders of drugs, I was like, wait a minute. In this suburban, like, Falls Church home, I was like, <laughs> where am I? It was wild. That, that love, is, love that to is, death. That yeah. is definitely, like, covers a crazy ass story. Yeah. I wow. am shooketh. <laughs> It's Those just DC go, housewives, they just they there get you bored. go. You know that girl is definitely on a new season or something. Oh my god! Was that Potomac? Yeah. Oh, yep. yep <laughs> that makes exactly, sense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Oh my god! Yeah. I was, well, I'm doing another 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 event for her at the end of the month, like a bachelorette party. Oh my god! I had to like call her. Like, is it the same? Like, I, yeah calmer like what i need i need more details on this before i show up i'm obsessed that you're going back <laughs> they, paid, they paid it very well so I mean, if, they, if they can afford like bumps of coke for free for well, guests we got our pay and then i guess because we were surprised they were told like, the, the people there were told that strippers were coming so have uh, so they all had money uh-huh. But just because they assumed it was strippers, they didn't have ones. They just had big bills. Perfect. Oh, hell yeah, baby. So we're bringing even like 20s and 100s. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm not mad, but what is happening? Like, I, <laughs> it was, so I can't, I can't say no to that again. Never. Oh, my God. Keep that gig going for life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Love. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so as we wrap up, 
where do you want to take your drag in the future? I don't know. Um, I was saying this is another queen the other day. I think for the first time in a very long time, I'm genuinely enjoying drag again. Mm-hmm. Like coming out of COVID and seeing how supportive the DC, like DC gays, because before COVID, DC gays could care less about drag. I mean, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I know. It was the straight people who were supporting the shows. Yeah. But now, like, coming out of COVID, I think because they've been locked up, everyone is supporting the shows so much, and I'm really in control of who I'm surrounding myself with because I'm booking a lot of my own shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just really enjoying it. And I don't have a really, I don't really have a plan for where I see it going. I'm just hoping that all my shows keep doing well, and I, I want to keep enjoying it. I mean that's that's a good goal <laughs> yeah i don't really have a specific goal you're gonna start your like own oh. drag empire in dc actually no i do have a goal i want real yeah. drag queens of dc on bravo that's, that's oh my god yes that's the goal. that yeah. is a good one find andy honestly again. yeah honestly the fact that they haven't started any kind of drag reality show like that i know we have we have, we have we're here but i want trashy oh yeah, yeah. I want trashy. drag queens yeah. are their best when they're trashy Right. Honestly. Get them at three in the morning backstage at a show and see the shit they talk. That's what I want. Yes. Yes. She has a point there, girlies. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, thank you so much, babe, for coming on our little show. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. It's been a long time coming. You've definitely been a guest in my mind for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going to make it happen. Yes. (gasps) Where can the girlies find you on the internet? We've heard your Instagram, but... Yeah, no, they, uh, my Instagram and Twitter are the same. They're both it's Crystal Edge, I T S Crystal like the drug, Edge like, you know. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear. Um, thank you so much, babe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for um, having me. Of course, I'll have to see you sometime when I'm down in the DMV. Apparently, again, <laughs> probably this <laughs> winter, but um. Until then, I'm Martyr. I'm C. Tepper. And this was We Get Out! (laughs) Yay! Party! Party! (laughs) Bye, kids! Bye! Party cute! I gotta stop recording. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.